So I've become friends with James Arthur Ray, and now he's joining me on my podcast. <laughs> What's up, man? All kinds of good stuff. Are you a drummer? No, no, no. I, I've, I've made that a thing where um, I'll just beat the shoot. Sorry, my camera just came unplugged. Damn it. Ah, chaos. This is ever evolving, ever evolving process. It's just part of It's called live. Yeah, it's called live. All right, so I'm going to give you this opportunity right now to uh, give you the opportunity right now. You got an open platform. Just say whatever you'd like to say. Say whatever I'd like to say. Well, you know, I what I would like to say is that it's time to remember who you are. And and that's just right off the tip of my tongue, because I did not, not expect this. I expected some questions and I'm sure there will be some questions. But most of us have forgotten who we really are and what we're capable of. And I like to remind everyone that they're here on purpose and they're here for a specific reason. And I think young people need to hear this maybe more so than anyone, because if you don't fulfill your potential in this lifetime, it hurts everybody. It hurts everyone. Because I have this firm belief, Corey, that we're all sent here by God or spirit, universal intelligence, call it what you will, to perform something unique. And each of us has a unique gift. I have something you don't have. You have something I don't have. And you can't fulfill my purpose or my mission, and I can't fulfill yours. So it's really, really vitally important for all of us to give it our best. And our best isn't always measured by number of followers, by the way. And it's not measured by how many people agree with us. And it's not measured by bank account. It's measured more by feeling. You know, how do you feel about what you're doing? And if it feels good and it's productive, then you're probably on the right path. It doesn't mean it won't tweak and it won't twist and it won't change. It probably will. Mine certainly has. But if you feel good and you feel productive, then you're probably in the zone. You're the you're the right guest for this show. <laughs> I want to I want to take this opportunity right now, James, to tell you how how grateful I am that you've decided to spend the currency of your effort on on clicking the link and hanging out with me here on the show for a little bit. Clicking it three times, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> how many times can you click the link? Well, you know, you know, I think I think it's a user problem. You know, I um, my my wife was this close to coming into my salvation because she kind of knows. Um, but anyway, we got it figured out. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful. I want to make sure I make you feel before we ever start anything. And I want appreciate you for taking that time to fill up that space while I was trying to figure stuff out. But I want to give you the opportunity to let you know how welcome and how heard you have the opportunity to like air it all out. Anything, anything you got always like always welcome. Never feel judged by me. I want no one to ever feel like there's some judgment coming from me. So it's, it's real neat. It's real neat. Also like the whole, that whole, like your wish is my command thing that you did back 
back in the secret. Like I I lived that for a while and I I kept like trying to trying to uh I don't even want to say try cuz I I just did. It wasn't that I tried anything. It was that I take that wishes your your wishes my command thing and and kind of stomp out my limiting thoughts. So Good for you. I wanted to take the opportunity to have on the record us having a conversation where I I got the opportunity to tell you how grateful I am for you, for you giving me that that tool. I mean, that well, was the right tool that I needed for that moment, for sure. Well, well, that that means a lot. It really does. And and you know, tools are great, and they change in the moment. And like you said, that was the right tool for that moment. And as we grow and evolve, oh my God, isn't this called evolving? As yes. we grow and evolve, then the ch the tools change you know it's it's like things that seemed really advanced for us at one point in time starts to seem kind of childish at another and so on and so on as we continue to evolve through our entire life you know it's a, it's a weird thing i've always, I, i've been saying it on here but i i think it might be neat for you to hear it said because maybe you can use it in some example later in the future but i always said as a kid i was was I'm going, I want to be a comedian. I want to be a professional wrestler. And those were the only things I ever wanted to be. I was both of those things, but I didn't know that I wanted to be a podcaster because podcasting didn't exist yet. So maybe when it comes to like what you really want, maybe you feel aimless and you feel like purposeless, you know, maybe your purpose doesn't really exist yet. You just got to wait it out. The world evolves all, all, also. Well, I, I think your purpose does exist in my experience. It's just that it it morphs, it changes, it becomes more and more clear over time. That's certainly been the case for me. Like I'll just tell you real quickly, when I when I was a uh, a young guy in um I guess it was probably started in college, I thought I wanted to be an actor too, believe it or not. And I pursued some classes. I thought I wanted to be a musician and I was in a band and all of those things just weren't for me, mm -hmm. but I studied them and I applied them. And now given where I am at this point in my life, I realized it was all perfect because in retrospect, I can see that every single part of that the performance aspect of of being an actor, for instance, certainly serves me on a live stage mm -hmm. and and the voice training and the musicality, you know, plays into the events we do, even when we do events on Zoom, which we do. We still use video and music and all of those kinds of things. So so it's all it, it, it's just not there yet. It's always there in part, but maybe not in full until life, dare I say, evolves. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to wear that one out. Um, but you, you until can, you, can use it, you have full permission to use it as many times as, as possible. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as we continue to grow and evolve, then that, that target expands and we get more and more clarity over time. Well, I think, I think a, a main thing is, is, if you get if you get yourself and I, I don't want to like make anyone feel like I'm trying to bash them in any way, but if, if you make the decision that you already don't want to do things, you already know what you are and you can't know anything else, 
like you and you just kind of stop evolving, then what you want won't find you. So you won't find it. It'll it'll be looking for you if you're kind of open to looking for it. But being closed to it might might kind of make you feel stuck where you are. And if and if that's the case, and if that's the case, you need better friends probably. Yeah, or you need more adaptability. You know, it's really interesting, Corey, because we live in a world that is replete with socialized mind and social programming. And it's it's amplified even more so with social media because social media tends to emphasize what society tells us is important, cool, and exciting. And so particularly the younger generations tend to look at certain things and go, oh, I want to be a coach because coaches are everywhere. I want to be a professional speaker. I, I want to have a podcast. I want to write a book, all these kinds of things. But not everybody is meant to do the same thing. And so consequently, to your point, if if we're not staying open, see, I I fully know, and this is backed up by research from Harvard, that every single one of us is born with a genius, at least at least in one area, if not two. But our society, particularly our school system, which has failed us miserably, does not encourage us to find our uniqueness. It encourages us to conform and comply. And if you look at the consumer, be uh, part of the workforce. Yeah, I, I mean, and and so. He or she who conforms and complies the best in our school system gets gets rewarded the most by better grades and teachers pet and all those kind of things. You, you know, you don't see the the really unique bouncing off the walls kind of artistic, radical person getting a lot of accolades in our school system. And, and so so we're really encouraged to go after certain things. Can we start calling them radcalades? You, you can call them whatever you want because you're probably talking about yourself. But but nonetheless, um, it, it it's just a fact is that yeah. we don't encourage yeah. uniqueness. We encourage conformity and compliance. And so consequently, you know, when you look at the people who own the traditional school system and I won't drop the names, but there's a fact. It's a fact that there's there are just a very few individuals who own the school systems. And there's a direct quote from one of these individuals that said, we don't want unique thinkers, we want good workers. And, and so that's what we're conditioned into from the time we're really small. And we're taught to follow the money. And we're taught to, to become a doctor or a lawyer or now, you know, go into technology because that's where the jobs are. Well, isn't it interesting, Corey, that every 40 seconds in our world right now, someone commits suicide every 40 seconds. That's a lot of people. Isn't it interesting? It's actually sad that 43% of the people surveyed are too exhausted to perform in their daily work. Isn't it sad as well that according to Gallup, 73% of the people surveyed are totally disengaged, unhappy, and unfulfilled in their daily work. Well, I wonder why. Because we bought into the programming and to escape the monster of socialized mind takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort.
it really does. And I, I say a lot of this too. It's like the, the ability to, to recognize that someone needs some extra help doesn't necessarily mean that they have a problem. It just means that they're, they're, they're a little different than, than, than the normal, like, uh, grind them through kind of everybody just, you know, no kid left behind kind of thing. So it's, it's, it seems like the, then the, those kids might feel like they're a burden and that might contribute to that, that 40, that, that 40 number that you were talking about. Yeah. Suicide every 40 seconds. I mean, that's, that's heartbreaking, man. I mean, something, something's wrong. We, we've missed the boat somewhere. And, and so, so going back to what I said when you were fixing your camera is, is when would now be the time to remember who you are? You, you are not Corey Castle. You are an infinite being having a finite experience in a body named Corey Castle. But that's not who you are. I am not James Arthur Ray. I'm an infinite being with unlimited potential having a temporary experience, physical experience in a body that was named James Arthur Ray. But we tend to forget that. And so consequently, we limit ourselves and we think small and we don't have we don't uh, think creatively and innovatively and we're not resourceful and resilient and all the things that we're really capable of being because we've forgotten who we are. Yeah, it's, it's I think identity, identity has a huge part of like worth sometimes. So people sometimes I think might wrap too much of their worth inside of what their identity is and not realize that their identity is just kind of like you're, it's it'll just be like a little a little fleck a little like a little flick off you can just like the you can just shed that shed the shed the weight of that pretty easily uh not i, I don't want to make it sound like it's super easy but really it's like like when you said you're not Corey Castle, yeah, that's a stage name. I made that up. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm James. My name is also James. But I know that I'm more than that. I'm layers on top of layers inside of that. That are like the the electronics that are keeping this machine moving. Well, well, you know, it's really interesting, Corey, because um, in so many spiritual circles if you've been exposed to any of them, and, and most of us have to some degree, or even personal development circles, we hear a lot about we have to we have to transcend or maybe even get rid of the ego. Well, what we forget is that ego is not nothing more than a Latin term for identity. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to submit to you, Corey, that your ego, no one's ego, the person we would call the most egoic person in the world is probably super insecure because your ego is not too big. It's too small because you're identifying with your podcast, with a name, with a a bank account, with a business, with a relationship, that's not who you are. Those are experiences that you're having. That's not your identity. And yet what we are conditioned to believe is that our ego identity are the things that we have and do. It's not. 
your ego identity is so much bigger than that. And that's why I say your ego is not too big. It's too small. You look at someone who's constantly boasting and bragging about themselves and showing off their bling. It's because they, they don't feel good enough. They're trying to prove to themselves and to the world that there's somebody or something. And, 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 you know, social media is replete with these people. Look at my plane. Look at my watch. Look at my big vacation. Well, I got news, you know, and I hope, I'm sorry to burst some people's bubble, but social media is not real. Okay. <laughs> it's not real. It, 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 um, you had an interesting interaction on, on Twitter. I, I saw several weeks back with, with a troll that, really doesn't care much for me. Well, you know what I, I have found out, Corey, is that if you're not making waves, you're playing in the small end of the pool. You're playing in the shallow end of the pool. You know, if you're in the deep water, you're going to make some waves. And and so all of us in today's world have the opportunity, I go back once again, to remember who we really are. You're not your Instagram followers. I mean, if I was my Instagram followers, I would be miserable. You know, if I was my Twitter followers, oh, my God, there's so many people who are in the secret that have more Twitter followers than me. OK, you know, so so is that really how you define yourself? That's, how that's many word that's been that's been rolling around in my head, like the ability to define things or define or just redefine what you consider what the next level is in. Like so, an inability to celebrate the like the the wows of what life even is. Well, well, let me tell you. We talked about purpose. Let, let me tell you ultimately what the purpose of life is. It's to live. Yeah, it's so simple. The purpose of life is to live, and and I believe we have two levels of purpose. We have a spiritual purpose which is to ever evolve and remember and plug back into and operate from who we really are. And then we have a physical purpose, which is, is how we apply that true identity in the world. And again, it's not about if, if you do a, do a quick survey, a, a quick study of history there. And this is, you know, I, I have been a great student of all spiritual traditions. I've studied mysticism. I've I've spent time in the Amazon with the Ayahuasquero. I've spent I've spent weeks upon weeks upon weeks with the Bedouins in the in the in the deserts of of Egypt. I've I've done so many really amazing things. I I've spent time in Peru with studying with a shaman for years and so i've had all these great experiences and and yet those are experiences that i i've had it's not who i am and so if we define ourselves by how many followers we have or how much money we make and god knows i've made a lot of money and i've made no money and and everything in between and i've been to the peak and i've been to the pit and everything in between and that's part of living God, what a ride. Dude, I got, I got a new tattoo yesterday, right? And I was, when I was getting the tattoo, I was, I was talking to the artist and he was, I was talking about a friend of mine who was putting like numbing cream on her skin before getting the tattoo. Right. And then the, the tattoo artist looked at me and he went, that's kind of cheap. 
the pain is kind of part of it. And I went, that's like, that's like every part of life you can apply that to. You can apply, you can, that's applicable. The pain is part of it. The pain is absolutely part of it. And then the guy was like, can we be friends? <laughs> you know, I, I've said frequently, and it's not, it's not popular, but it's true nonetheless. Pain is the mother of all growth. Period. And we don't like to hear that, but it's the mother of all growth because every single step that we have evolved as a people and as a populace has been to overcome some discomfort or pain. The, the new innovations in the world, the new creations in the world, everything is to attempt to overcome or to move beyond some type of pain. The simplest example, Corey, and, and one of the seven hermetic laws, that's another real blessing I've had is to be, is be schooled in hermetics. Um, one of the seven hermetic laws of this universe is, is called um, the, the law of correspondence. And what the law of correspondence says, and maybe I'm sure you've heard the statement from the Emerald Tablet, uh, as above, so below. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the law of correspondence is that there's a corresponding pattern and in in physics which i'm a huge fan of quantum physics it's called fractals fractal geometry says that everything is repeating patterns now i'm taking you somewhere with this so stick with me because going back and this is coming back to pain because because what it basically tells us is that if you want to know how to grow a business for instance then look at what it takes to grow a body all right. So and that's the law of correspondence because there's a correspondence. Everything is repeating patterns. So if you want to grow a business, look at what it takes to grow a body. OK, how do you grow a body? Well, walk into the gym and and you were a wrestler. OK, <laughs> you know, uh, walk into the gym and tell your trainer, I don't want to sweat. I don't want to get out of breath. I don't want I don't want lactic acid and I don't want my muscles to burn. But I want to get in the best shape of my life. Well, your train your trainer's going to say you're fired. Get the heck out of here. You're an idiot. Well, pain is is what you pursue in in building a body. That's and it's moving through the pain. So it, pain, law of no course. Sort of thing. Yeah, the law of law of correspondence says if that's true in building a body and building muscles and building vitality and strength and flexibility, then it's true in building a business too. So anyone who's telling I, I saw an ad on, on on Facebook recently. Build your dream business in seven days. Okay, you know, that's gonna work, never. And and so you know, but there's there's tons of romantics lining up going, sign me up. I can't do that, Corey, because I know what works and what doesn't work. And even if it's not popular, you know, so many times people say to me, James, the things you talk about are not real good for marketing. Well, OK, but I got to tell the truth. And and I'm I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make a difference. The, the the sincerity is the underlining importance in in the messages that you put out like that's what i do like that's why i struggle sometimes with at this at this podcast like i might say i i started it calling it evolving with Corey castle not because of me needing my name on it 
I needed I wanted it to be like if you listen from the from the start to what it becomes, you'll see my ultimate growth as a man. So evolve with me. So jump aboard this train. You know, come come evolve. Watch watch and listen as I evolve as a person and try to get some life lessons. Because I, I keep saying <clears throat> show me somebody who doesn't who hasn't struggled and I'll show you somebody who hasn't really lived. Exactly. And, and, and I would add to that. And I know this firsthand, man, cause I got the crap kicked out of me in, in 2009, if you know anything about my life um, and life, God, spirit, call it what you will needed to find some humility within me because, you know, for me, to rise to the pinnacle, which I did, and to have everyone clamoring, you know, over a million people from 146 countries around the world coming to my events to ask me how to have a better life, you start to get a little carried away with your press, mm -hmm. and you start to have a little bit of hubris, and you start to think, well, I've invested 20 years in figuring this out, and I've arrived. Well, then life came along and said, oh, you've arrived? Well, try this one out. Show, show me how much you've arrived. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, that I hadn't arrived at all. And we don't. And, and so to your point about evolve with me and come along with me is extremely wise because, because we're, none of us, if you think you have it all figured out, you're really in danger of, of getting blown out in my, my experience. I have this joke I've been I've been doing on stage for a couple months now where I I say uh, you look at somebody and you're like, hey, that person's got a really nice body. They drive a really nice car. They got a they got a hot partner. They must have it all figured out. Right. And then here's my this is the way I look at it. You know, you know, birds. Birds, some of them still get hit by cars. They got the entire sky. Not everybody's got it all figured out. So. That's You're right. My, that's my way to say, just be easier on yourself. Yeah, I mean, well, and and just more simply, look at Hollywood. How many how many of those marriages last? And they're all gorgeous, and they they have big cars and and big this that and the other, mm -hmm. and then they they go into a major spin out. So so yeah, we all have our challenges. We all have our pain. We all have our struggles, and your scars are a symbol of your strength. You know, I, for me, I've had six major mentors in my life and they've been invaluable for me. I've had some minor ones, but I've had six major ones. And I want my mentors, my coaches to have some scars because if they don't have any scars, they haven't been in the arena. Mm -hmm. And, and the only way that you're going to get any real life lessons is to get into the arena and get knocked down and get back up and get knocked down and get back up and get your teeth kicked in and get back up. And, you know, ironically, I'm talking to a wrestler or an ex wrestler, but I mean, oh, that, still I still wrestle. Yeah. So, Never you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, that's, that's, that's part of the game. And, mm -hmm. and even, even the best of the best get hurt. You know, even when they know they're going to win, they still get hurt. I'm talking about in the, in the wrestling world, mm -hmm. even when they know they're going to win, they still get hurt, you know, because things happen. Life happens. It's, it's all a work, James. 
winning and losing doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all well, it's all part of the show. It's there's there's two there's two types of people in the world, Corey, in my experience. There are winners and there are learners. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, and isn't it true that we learn some of our greatest life lessons from our quote last mistake? And so I've learned some of my greatest life lessons from my screw ups, from my mistakes. And and so then did I really lose or did I learn? No, I learned. Well, did, did you have to did you have to serve some time? Two years. Yeah. So that was a lot of time to learn, to to reflect on what the mistakes were and how how to handle that differently and like and 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 be humbled and learn that you were full of hubris, probably. Yeah, I, you, I mean, you, you bit into your own, you bit into your own hype a little too much, probably. I, I did. You know, my heart was always good. My my implementation not always as good. It could have been much better, mm -hmm. and and yet, you know, when you when you got all these people clamoring, and the media, and I was the media's golden boy at one point, and then I became media Satan about that fast, um, but it's really easy to to develop a lot of hubris to to really think oh you know i i have it all going on and figured out and and we really don't we really don't you know i i do coaching now and i do events now and i'm really i'm really straight up with everybody i i don't know the answers you know i i know what i've experienced and i know what feels right for me now and I know what appears to be working, but I'm not all the way there yet. So, so I could come up against something tomorrow that I haven't experienced yet. And I would say, oh, everything I think I know isn't working. So I got to do something different. It'd be like that. It circles right back to the tools for the time. Right? Like yeah. Like when, when you, when I said I, I applied that tool, it was the right tool that I needed for that time that that was in, in any of that, when it comes to, when I, when I go to thinking about uh, my parents or whatever, or anybody's parents, you say like, Oh, they, they gave me this issue and that issue and that they weren't, they didn't have the tools. They were ill-equipped to, they were just a kid too. Think about how imperfect you are. Think about how imperfect you are and how you don't have it all figured out. They didn't have it all figured out either, but you, you like, I, I quote all the time, the crow. Did you, you ever see the crow? Yeah. The it's been a long time. When, when he squeezes the girl's mom's arm and he says, uh, mother is the name for God in the lips and minds of the lips and hearts of children. Like that's, that's to me, it's like, you're, you're the first example of what people are supposed to be. So right. I, I, I have to, I have to, give a huge amount of thanks to my mom as often as I possibly can, because she was a whole other person before I came along. And then she gave all that up to be my mom, to be the mom of me and my siblings. So, and, and, and there's no, there's no good school on that one either. That's, right. that's all on the job training. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people come to me and say, Hey, I really had a dysfunctional family. Well, guess what? We all had dysfunctional families. I mean, I, I have never met a functional family. Now, now you go on Facebook, you see all kinds of functional families, you know. It's the, it's the billboard. That's, that's the highlights. That's what they want you to see. Exactly. Like I said, 
social media is not real. And, and so that's why, you know, most recent university studies have proven that the social media creates more depression than anything else because people look at it and they think it's real and they go, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. There's, there's nothing wrong with you. There's a whole heck of a lot right with you. Now, are you all the way right? No, and neither am I. You know, I've, I've been in this body 63 years, and, and I still haven't got it, gotten it figured out. And I've been chasing it hard since I was 20. And I've, I've been to the mountaintops, and I've been, you know, I've, I've built an Inc. 500 company, and I've made, you know, millions and millions of dollars a year and i've gone to prison and been broke as crap you know and broke in too and and everything in between mm -hmm. and so one of the things i come back to purpose for life is to live because i'm never going to come to the end of it all and go look back and go damn that was boring you know i'm just not it, it's been a heck of a ride and isn't that why we're here and we're here to have those experiences. And here's here's something that's not popular as well, Corey, is that you grow the most, and so do I, in the crucible of challenge. We don't grow the most when we're drinking fine wine and smelling sweet perfume. God, I wish that were true, but it's just not for me. If you get that one figured out, let me know. Yeah. But we grow the most when we're pushing up against big challenges and difficulties because that's where we have to become more resourceful and resilient that's where we have to come to our center and decide what's truly important and those are the things that we live for yeah dude, like this. heaven is here now I yeah let me quote the let me quote the gospel of thomas are you familiar no not no but let me a little history you can look this up but in 325 CE, there was a council in Nicaea, and they removed about 50 books of the New Testament that were then in the Bible. Well, now we've got four Gospels in the current Bible, but they removed about 50 books. And one of those is the Gospel of Thomas. And you can now find this. You didn't used to be able to find it, but you can now find it. But in the Gospel of Thomas, that Christ said, and check this out, to your point, he, and this is a direct quote in the Gospel of Thomas, he said, the kingdom of God will not come as per expectation because the kingdom spread across the earth and men can't see it. That's about as good as it gets, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, it's but, here. I was saying that that all of that stuff, then that going, pain is a part of it. Pain is a part of it. The pleasure isn't as good if you hadn't struggled or if you hadn't, like you said, gotten beyond that that pain or that struggle. Or and 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 you're never alone in that because the majority of people aren't going to tell you that they're leading a joyful life. I don't, I could, I don't know. I, I could probably go ask somebody out on the street tomorrow and like probably find one out of a hundred people who told me they were living a joyous life. If you were, if you were lucky, you know, and that's why every 40 seconds someone commits suicide. We come back to where we started mm -hmm. and, and you know what the, the problem is, Corey? 
it's faulty expectations. Mm -hmm. Faulty expectations are the cause of suffering because we, we build up in our mind how life should be. And we can't experience what life is because we're too busy being consumed with what life should be. And we can't appreciate what life is. One to, again, to your point, I go back to hermetics. They're one of the other seven laws of the universe in hermetics is the law of polarity. Law of polarity says every up has a down, every in has an out, every right has a wrong, every good has a bad. Well, well, Every pain has a pleasure and every pleasure has a pain. Let me give you a quick example. When I was running a $10 million business and I was on Oprah and I was on Larry King and I was on the Today Show once a month for multiple months running and everybody was after me, you go, oh my God, what a great life. You know, I was making millions of dollars. What a great life. Well, yes. And it also sucked because. I'd be running through the air. I was on the road over 250 days a year, living out of a suitcase. I'd be running through the airport, running late for a plane, and someone would go, hey, wait a second. Well, hey, hey, hang on. Aren't you James Arthur Ray? I'd be like, yeah, I got to get to, you know, well, just, have you got just a quick minute? Well, the minute I say no, I'm a jerk. So <laughs> I'm late for a plane, and I stop, and now they're asking me, you know, how do I do this and this and this? I go to the gym. I've got an hour to get a workout before my next meeting. And someone comes up to me in the gym. Aren't you James Arthur Ray in The Secret? Yeah, yeah, I am. Well, I know this is your personal time, but let me ask you a quick question. Well, my, my workout's shot because I got I to gotta be in a meeting in less than an hour now. And, and if I say no, then I'm a jerk. So... So <laughs> this is why everything comes in, in, in both pleasure and pain. Everything comes in good and bad. It's all there. You know, most people want to collect all the quarters in the world, Corey, if we had quarters anymore, which we don't. But, but just imagine. And they, they only want the heads. They don't want the tails. Well, how many quarters are you going to get? Zero. Because every single quarter has both a heads and a tails, and they always come in equal pairs. Well, guess what? All, you know, all up comes with down. All great comes with bad, and, and on and on and on. And that's part of life. And when you can learn to harmonize the mind and to embrace it all, and here's something for a viewer to write down if you're taking notes, because I, I take a lot of notes. You know, the master embraces both pleasure and pain in the pursuit of purpose. And, and to the degree you can't do that, you're going to be miserable. Because most people only want pleasure. They don't want the pain. Well, it, it comes in equal pairs. Yeah, the end, the end is part of the story. So you don't have a good, like the story, no story. You can never like come out with the story and then be like right in the middle, just stop it. You, you have to, you have to experience every part of it. Not, you can't skip the middle. You can't skip the beginning. You can't skip the end. You got to tell every part of that story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll use a wrestling metaphor. You know, I, you, you may be aware of this, maybe not. Um, I coached Hulk Hogan. You ever heard of that? You ever heard that name? Yeah, yes. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I personally coached him 
uh, for quite some time, years and years and years ago. In fact, there's an interview I did with him on YouTube, my YouTube channel. Uh, James Arthur Ray is my YouTube channel, and, and it's still the most popular video that I've got on my YouTube channel all these years later. I interviewed him back probably in like 2006, maybe seven, somewhere in that time. Mm -hmm. He was going through a really bad divorce with his wife. And, and, and so he, you know, he, he, he let me on the inside. Mm -hmm. And, and the fact is that all heroes, he was a hero, you know, in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And he, you, you muted. I can't hear you. As we said, folks, uh, this is some ever-evolving stuff. Things like this go on. Uh, but it says your mic is disconnected, James. Right now? Yeah, yeah. It's all back. Ah, good. Um, so let me, let me go back to headset and just see if you can hear me, because it's probably going to be more clear. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Is, is that better? Okay, so so he let me behind the curtain in in wrestling, and so I know a lot a, a little bit about what goes on in wrestling, mm -hmm. and and here's the bottom line: it's true of life, it's true in wrestling, it's true in business. The hero is only a hero. Anyone we think that's a hero, and Hulk Hogan was a hero. Mm -hmm. the, the only reason he's a hero is because of the amount of villains and dragons that he's fought and overcome. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like the Rocky Balboa thing. You know, Apollo Creed had to kick the crap out of him and almost just do him under mm -hmm. for him to be a hero. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? That's what life is like, too. You want to be a hero? You, you see so many people talk about, I'm a hero, I'm a hero, you know, let's be heroic. All right, well, you're asking to get the crap kicked out of you because that's the only way you can be a hero is to put forth heroic effort and to fight major, major demons and dragons. I, I think I remember seeing something like some documentary or something with Hogan chatting with the other dude from the secret, uh, the Reverend Dr. Reverend Beckwith. Uh, yeah. I think I saw that on some documentary or something. Yeah. I don't know about that. It's neat. It's neat to see that Hogan's like a little more. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that he was as into this kind of uh, mindset thinking. He, he was into it big time when I was working with him. And, and I haven't talked to him in years. Um, I talked to him right when the crap hit the fan for me. And he, he actually turned me on to his lawyer at the time. And, and we talked several times when I was going through my tsunami, but I haven't I haven't spoken with him for a long time since. But he, he was really, really into it at that point. Well, like he went through some stuff after that. Big time. Yeah. I mean, after after the divorce stuff, even more stuff like he he like almost got canceled, I guess, for a minute. Uh, 
did you hear about any of this the sex tape scandal and any of this the gawker stuff no i didn't i was probably consumed with with battling for my life at the time so yeah but he he um look i'll just try to i'll try to go real brief with it but uh it was he he they snuck somebody snuck a like a, a camera in the room when he was like having sexual relations with this person and they brought up the person that was dating his daughter and he then said the n-word with a hard r and they released that tape on some website uh he got fired from the wwe uh he they like kind of scrubbed his image off of everything for a while and uh and he sued gawker and got like 130 million dollars and uh he hasn't fully recovered from it but i mean like his back like people have kind of forgiven him he definitely didn't sound like somebody who had ever said that word before it felt it felt like he was set up yeah i i can't speak to that you know, but but what I can speak to is that I know even when he was slated to win a match, he he had to agree to get beat up quite a bit before he would win. And and that and that's the that it's a great metaphor for life. Yeah. You know, I mean, how, how many of us would go to a movie that didn't have a that only had a hero and didn't have an antagonist, didn't have a villain? We wouldn't. It'd be boring. It, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be an entertaining match if no. the good guy just came out and won right away. And you, it's just, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Maybe that would be something that was like a throwaway TV match that doesn't matter. But if it's something that people are gonna like really invest their their effort and their love and their heart into, it would have to be something that makes them care about. It. So it right. would have to be. It would have to be Andre the Giant, or it would have to be. Uh, Iron Sheik or whatever big villains he's faced in the day. Right, right, exactly. And 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 such is life, and it can't be otherwise. And and so, you know, if you have young viewers, I hope they're really listening and will take this in because we've been indoctrinated so heavily in this romantic mindset that I'm going to reach a point in time where. I have so much money and I have my own plane and everything is rosy. And I'll tell you, man, I know all those people and it's not rosy. When I was making $10 million a year in my company, I had $10 million a year problems. And, and I, I was sleeping four hours a night and I was on the road over 250 days a year and I was physically exhausted. And and so, so it always comes with a price, and it can't be otherwise. Well, well, I th- I, I think I'll I'll fully agree with with Biggie in the mo money mo problems thing, because it's like th- th- your problems are also like people that you love and care about you are now looking at you differently, like somebody who's gonna come along and save their life, like, and and you gotta like you gotta like deal with like trying to trying to maintain relationships with people, that's got to be really tough. I'll tell you what was really tough for me is that, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was at the the pinnacle of my professional career, I was single and everybody was like, oh my God, you're in, you know, three, four cities a week. 
I bet you got a woman in every port. No, no, because I was so freaking busy and physically exhausted. I went and I did my presentation. I went to my hotel room and crashed. But my point is this, is that when I was dating women during that time, you when when you have a lot of material things, and this is kind of to your point, Corey, you never really know if someone cares about you for you or if they care about you for what you can do for them and give them. Yeah. Well, I've got the most amazing wife on the planet now, you know, and and if we have a, a married man watching today or whenever this rolls out hopefully you'll disagree with me that your wife's better and you should but for me i have the most amazing wife on the planet and i know that she loves me because when she met me in 2013 in 2013 corey i was homeless i had lost 40 pounds i just got out of prison i'm standing in the desert of arizona i'm homeless literally homeless. I went from Beverly Hills, Mulholland Drive to prison to homeless. And I I'd lost 40 pounds I didn't need to lose. I was in horrible physical condition. I was alone and I was $20 million in debt. This is 2013. How many years ago is that now? Eight years ago, $20 million in debt. You know, if you're broke today and you're listening to me, my heart goes out to you. I will never minimize that. But let me tell you something. When you're 20 million in debt, broke looks good because broke was 20 million over my head. And I was homeless and I was alone. And shortly thereafter, I met my now wife. And I know she loves me because when you're 20 million in debt and homeless and someone stands with you, <laughs> There's no question, right? And and when you're when you're worth 20 million plus, which I was at one point, and running a 10 million dollar year business, you don't ever really know. You're not quite sure. You'd like to think you know, but you don't really know. Mo money, mo problems, but no money, no problem. There is no money, no problems. There is problems with no money. There, there's problem. You know, problems it's bet it's. It's better to have problems with some money than problems with no money. I, you know, I'm not anti-money, but what I am is pro-meaning. And I think, I think what I'd like to advocate is that we need to change the conversation from how do I make more money to how do I have more meaning? Because we're here to live a meaningful life. And, and at the end of the day, you know, it's not going with you. It, it, all, it, it doesn't even belong to you. Because if it belonged to you, you couldn't lose it. And the only thing that has has true and lasting value in life is that which can't be lost or 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 taken or stolen. Mm -hmm. If it can be lost, stolen, or taken away, then it really doesn't have any value because it's meaningless. And so what I really am an advocate of now, Corey, is helping every individual, you, me, everyone I'm blessed to to serve to find something meaningful in their life. And does that mean you're gonna be a multimillionaire? No, it doesn't. But it means you're gonna be fulfilled and it means you're gonna live. And at the end of the day, that's what really matters. Now, have, 
Have you ever had your own podcast before? I have my podcast now. Yeah. Man. It, it's called Redemption. It's it's absolutely it absolutely feels like something that's that's something these kind of conversations, if it's just like that, I feel like it's it's probably super helpful to your audience. Yeah. Well, my podcast is a little unique, Corey. I, I don't do interviews. Mm -hmm. People I I just deliver content and they're really quick and I do it almost daily. And I just, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I'm into simplicity. I've had complex and, and I mean, you know, as well as I do that to find guests all the time and to get them hooked up and to make sure they know how to click the link like today. And, 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 oh my God, you know, we're running late and, and on and on and on. I just don't want that hassle. And so what I do is my, my podcast is called redemption. It's on all the platforms and I just have a thought, a, a quick lesson for the day. And it's about maybe two minutes long, maybe three real quick. Every sing, every most every single day, so that works really well for me. Because I sit down here with my lesson and put my headset on and plug in and go, and then I give it to my wonderful wife and partner, and she uploads it to God knows everywhere, and it's done. That's awesome. Well, I want I want to make sure I say on the record to you because for sure I. I find th this important thing of uh, being able to have this, uh, knowing that this is our first conversation we've ever had and, and how great it is and how, how grateful I am that you've joined me. But on the record, I want to, I want to thank you. Thank you for being so, so welcoming and so um, willing to do, because like going back to saying how quick your episodes are, how long these episodes are really takes an effort. So I I have to tell everybody whoever comes on or anybody whoever listens how important I find that effort to be. And I want to make sure it's on the record that you know how grateful I am. Well, Corey, I appreciate that. And let me tell you something, man. Um, the state of Arizona wanted 30 years. 30 years. And if they'd have got what they wanted, I'd still I'd still be in prison in the desert of Arizona. I, I got two years. And and if anyone knows my story, you know, I, I'd highly recommend that you read my latest book, The Business of Redemption, because um, redemption is defined as to gain or regain something by paying the price. And what I find is that so many people want to gain or regain, but they're not willing to pay the price. And I've paid a tremendous price. And, you know, I carry a really heavy load because three people lost their lives on my watch. The jury found out it was a horrible accident. It, of course, it wasn't intentional, but the state wanted 30 years. And here's my point is that if they'd have gotten what they wanted, I got two years, felt like 20 in many cases, but I'd still be there. And so for me, for you to be grateful means a lot to me. And I'm probably as grateful, maybe even more grateful to be able to be here with you because I could still be, you know, in hell. And that's another story for another time. Or you can read about it in my book because the book really chronicles the whole journey. But 
I could still be there. And so for me to be able to be here with you and your viewers and your listeners, I'm, I'm just super, super grateful because I'm being able to talk about things that I, that are meaningful to me. And hopefully it's providing some value for someone. Do you, do you celebrate the anniversary of your release? No, no, no. I've never even really thought about that. Um, not sure why. I'm not sure why not. I, I no. I, I just, uh, it, it feels like almost another lifetime now. It's going, you know, on. Um, the accident was in 2009, so, so now we're what 12 years. It's been, and and so, in many ways, it feels like yesterday, and in many ways, it feels like a completely different life, and even more so. You know, when I the life that I was living when I was on Oprah and and everybody was clamoring and that seems like two lifetimes ago, you know, yes, far removed from it. Yeah. But it, the, the funny thing is about it. And, and I say this and absolutely you can use this. You can apply this if it applies to anything. I always talk about um, like, look at life. And I say, like, here on this hand is birth. So this is this is when you're born and this is when you die. Let's say ideally it's a hundred years. So in your in your struggle, your bad relationship, that might have been two years of it, three years of it. How small of a how small and, and also I was thinking about when you were like people aren't willing to pay the price for their redemption. I think people don't look at it and go, All right, here's my here's my penance. This is this is what I'm so while in it, it's you're such a victim to it, but only on retrospect, do you kind of really get the opportunity to go? Well, like, okay, well, I needed that. That that taught me some lessons, but I don't know if anybody in, inside of it goes, oh, "This is some real learning I'm doing right now." Well, if if you if you can get that in the midst of it, you know, it's it's a it's easy for many of us to be grateful in retrospect, mm -hmm. uh, to be grateful in the moment is really moving in the right direction to be grateful in advance is pretty much mastery you know whatever whatever life is bringing my way i'm grateful for it i don't know what it is but i know it's for my own betterment and growth and so i'm grateful for it in advance and and i'm not sure that i'm there yet um i'm i'm working on it but i am i am grateful for the all the experiences i've had and i'll come back to where we began corey is that you're not Corey Castle and I'm not James Arthur Ray. We're infinite intelligence and infinite spirit and infinite potential. Having a finite experience, let's say 100 years, finite, which is finite, in a physical body. And we call this physical body Corey Castle. But that's not who we are. Mm -hmm. So I got just two two quick things and then I'll send you off for the horse. Uh, a hot dog and a handshake right off into the sunset. You go. <laughs> First thing, uh, I do this I do this thing where I I call it I call it audio time travel, okay? So where I'd say uh, you know, considering I brought up being on the record so many times, I know this this audio, this video, this this platform's going to outlive you and I in this right. in, in the finite nature of our lives. So I, I like to say fast forward to 2041 when the people who love you the most stumble across this 
this audio, no matter where you are in life or wherever you may not be, uh, the message that you're saying in these next minutes go directly to the people who care about you most 20 years in the future. This is audio time travel. So, yeah, the message I would like to reiterate is that it's time now to remember who you are. You you have an infinite capability and infinite potential to bring something meaningful to this world. Service is the rent we pay for the privilege of life. And so when it comes down to it, it's not how much money you make, it's not how big your business is, it's none of those things. It's about how much you contributed and what you leave in the hearts and the minds of other people. And if we can remember that, then we start to also remember it's not about you. It's really not. It's about it's about what you can bring and what you can give. And you have to give your best because you have a special purpose that I don't have, and you have a special gift that I don't have. And if you don't fulfill it, then you, there's a void in a universal plan. And your higher counsel is gonna kick your butt when you leave this lifetime and go, Corey, man, you had a chance and you dropped the ball, bucko. So guess what? You gotta go back and do it over again, reboot and do it over. And none of us wanna be there. So just remember who you are, and remember that it's here, you're here to contribute and to serve, and your life will be full. It'll be full and it'll be fulfilling and you'll be happy. Guaranteed. I always think of like uh, you know, I, I do I do comedy and I, I talked to a comedy a comedic friend, a other comedian comedian friend of mine who was complaining about like somebody who stole one of their jokes and was using it. And I was like don't you have a whole book full of jokes? Don't you write more jokes? Like, that's the way I would take it. Like, the way I would take it, I'm like, go ahead, have it. If you can't write your own jokes, go ahead, steal mine. But, like, if we're, I'm still going to do it. I'm not going to stop doing it. I'd probably do it better than you. I'm the one who wrote it. Right. So, so like, when it comes to, when it comes to those lessons and those opportunities, when it comes to those opportunities where you said, like, oh, you, you, you might have really blew it there. It's like, yeah, but there'll be other, there'll be other chances because I got 100 years. You know, right. Exactly. So well said. Uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say anything or ask me anything you want to ask me. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. <laughs> okay. So I usually, <laughs> I usually, I usually wrap it up by uh, hypothetically gifting you this show. So. Right now, this is the pilot episode of your new podcast, Evolving with James Arthur Ray. And in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, just wrap it up in, in the takeaways and the pretty little bow, uh, what this show has meant and what lessons we can take from it and how we can evolve to a better version of ourselves. And then keep it goofy and do whatever your best impression is and say, take, it, take care. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know about impressions. That, that's not my that's not my wheelhouse. But I, I will say, until until we talk again, be a leader, live your purpose, and take your power back, and live a masterful life. God bless. Thanks, Corey. I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, James. 
want to want to also make sure I say I, I would I want to make sure uh, that I say to you and everybody listening, I I'd love to be a resource to you in any way. If you're if you need some help, if you need any uh, judgment free conversation or just a friend at any point, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm always here, and uh, you know if this is your first time checking out evolving with Corey Castle, I'm so very grateful for the effort that you that you've put forth to listen to it. And maybe go back and check out the other 200 and 252 episodes and uh, make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss another one on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And be easier, be easier on yourself. Be kinder to who you are because who you are is going to be who you were. And you're going to be like, why wasn't I easier on myself? So take that, chew on it, be fun, have safe, keep evolving. God bless.